Hello, guys, and thank you for listening or watching another episode of Live Free Podcast, where I talk about living a life of freedom, rest, and expansion in Christ Jesus. Thank you so much for listening, for tuning in, for subscribing, for all of the kind comments, guys. Continue to subscribe to the channel if these words have been a blessing to you. I want to get right into it. So understanding prophecy and prophetic gifts is what God gave me understanding prophecy. I believe that God has a revelation today to help us understand prophecy, protocol of prophecy, and just to help us understand in a more deeper and richer meaning of what the prophetic and prophets and all of these words are all about because we're in a season and a time where we are hearing prophetic voices from every direction through the airwaves, through the TV, through the social media. There's so many prophetic words and we want to be able to discern what is the spirit of truth and what is the spirit of error. And I think this is a vitally important, extremely important because prophecy will put you in a direction or set you on a path sometimes that God did not send you on or it will put you on a path to be blessed. So hear me and hear me well. I heard in the uh, prayer this morning, I was in prayer and I've already prepared the teaching, but I heard the Holy Spirit say so strongly to me today. He said, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Hear that again. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. This is Revelations 19 and 10. Revelation 19 and 10, let me read that. It simply says, then I fell down at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, you must not do that. I am a fellow servant with you and your brothers who hold to the testimony of Jesus. Worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Who was speaking? This was an angel of the Lord that appeared to John. And when John saw the angel, he fell down to worship the angel. The angel said, I am a fellow servant, right? He said, the testimony of Jesus as the spirit of prophecy. So in other words, what the angel of the Lord was saying was, do not bow down and worship me, right? For he's bringing forth the word. And not only is he bringing forth the prophetic word, but he's saying that this scripture simply says, prophecy should always point you back to Jesus. Jesus is the one to be worshiped, not the source that is given the prophetic word. Let's get into it. So understanding prophecy and prophetic gifts, I don't know how many parts this is going to be as this is a great bit of information, but at the same time, I don't know how fast the Holy Spirit is going to allow me to get through this. Nevertheless, if we have to do a part two, we will, but let's see what the Holy Spirit does. So understanding prophecy and prophetic gifts is vitally important because like I said, we are in a season and a time where we are hearing so many prophetic words. Everybody's a prophet. Everybody got a, a, a prophetic word or a prophetic warning or a prophetic decree, you know, and we want to be so careful that we're not listening to things that our itching ears just want to hear versus listening to the spirit of truth and being able to discern what is the spirit of truth versus the spirit of error. It's vitally important because that can set you on a path that you don't want to go down if you're listening to the wrong voice. The Bible says, Jesus says, my sheep know my voice and the strangest voice they will not follow. So let's get into it, guys. We are living in a season of time. 
Prophetic gifts are taking a major spotlight on social media and it is paramount that we understand and know God's voice and his ways in this season, right? So in this teaching, I will be highlighting some key bullet points on the prophetic, what it is, how are we to view personal prophecy, uh, pro prophets versus just a prophetic uh, anointing, um, the 10 M's and pitfalls of a prophetic minister, um, the purpose of the prophetic and the processing or making of a prophet. The office versus the gift of prophecy. Just covering a, a, a vast majority of things that the, high, that the Holy Spirit wants me to teach, right? So I always say prophets don't just walk in the room, right? They are blown in by the wind of the Lord. They always have a purpose when they are speaking on behalf of God or being the mouthpiece of God. I'm going to be sharing some of my testimonies as well. So Ephesians 4 and 11, this is, talk, talks about, you know, Jesus giving the gifts. You have sp uh, gifts that are given by the Holy Spirit, gifts that are given by Jesus himself, and gifts that are given by the grace of God. So prophetically, Paul talks about it in Corinthians. He talks about coveting prophecy and that we all should cover to have that gift. So Ephesians 4 and 11 through 16, it says, and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to a measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men, okay? In the cunning and craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things in him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effect of working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body, for the edifying of itself in love. So we can ask the questions. Are all people, is everyone a prophet? Okay, according to 1 Corinthians 12 and 28, it says, now you are the body of Christ and members individually. And God has appointed these in the church. First apostles, second prophets, third teachers. After that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, administrations, and the varieties of tongues. Are all prophets, are all prophets, are all apostles, are all teachers? This is Paul talking. Are all workers of miracles? Do all have gifts of healings? Do all speak in, with tongues? Do all interpret? But earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way. Are all prophets? First of all, Ephesians 4 and 11 says, and he himself, who is Jesus, this is who he's speaking about, gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists. There's a great distinction here because having a prophetic anointing or the gift of prophecy is totally different from being called as a prophet. Now, being called as a prophet is totally different from having being called to the office of a prophet. The office of a prophet is gonna include the fivefold ministry, okay? Apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists, pastors, you know, an evangelist. That's the fivefold ministry gift. But having a prophetic anointing of the gift of prophecy does not mean that you are called to be a prophet. So 
we see this time and time again in a Bible who are the real, you know, not the real prophets, but who are the prophets in the Bible and who are people that is just able to give a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom. That's the gift of the Holy Spirit. The, that gift can flow through any believer. Any believer can prophesy. Any believer can give a prophetic word. So let's get into it. True prophets do not tend to gain the appreciation of the masses, but the remnant. When you have a prophet that is truly following God, okay, that prophet is, is going to go through a series of events and testing. That prophet is also going to be not a popular prophet, right? Because we know that from the Old Testament to the New Testament, that people that are called as God's mouthpieces and God's prophets, they were persecuted. They were, you know, chased down to be killed. Um, they weren't liked and they weren't very popular, right? Because a true prophet of God is going to speak the oracles of God, even if, even if it goes against the grain, even if it's not popular amongst the people. A true prophet of God is not going to try to fit in. It's not going to try to worry about, you know, um, they're going to speak the oracles of God, okay? They just That's just simple as that. You know, no matter what kind of trials or testing they may go through, at the end of the day, they're speaking the oracles of God. You see that when Samuel came to address Saul regarding him, uh, uh, God sending him on a mission and an assignment to do some things, and Saul decided that he would have wholeheartedly obey God. And Samuel uh, took the sword and finished the job. True prophets of God is following God's at all costs, even if it costs them their life. True prophets of God is not, not popular. Not popular. They come up against a lot of persecution, right? True prophets of God are going to speak the oracles of God. So let's talk about some key bullet points here on the prophetic. What exactly is prophecy? Prophecy is really simple. It is the voice of the Holy Spirit. That's prophecy. We are, we are God's communications channel, right? That's what prophets are. Um, basically, God wants the revelation of his will to be vocalized. So he has established a prophetic ministry as a voice of revelation and illumination, which will reveal the mind of Christ to the human race. He also uses the prophetic ministry to give specific instructions to individuals concerning his personal will for their lives. For he is a personal and relational God. We know that God is up close and personal. He wants a relationship with all his children, not just some. Prophets are gift is no it's not more special than someone just having the gift of uh, evangelism or the gift of administrations or the gift of uh, healings. Every gift is important for the body of Christ. It's just different functions in the body of Christ. No one is held to, a, no, I shouldn't say held to a higher standard, but no one is higher than the other person, right? It all fits together to create the purpose of God, to execute the plan and the purpose of God. So, he desires intimacy more than anything, okay? So I told you before, the Holy Spirit said to me, the most important thing you can do, right, is what you're doing, sitting at my feet. We do, I, I gave the example in another video about Mary and Martha. 
One was running around busy and one was sitting at the feet of Jesus. And that is where prophets and anyone else, and I'm just honing in on prophets, guys, get their information from. You cannot pour from an empty cup. You can't say that you have heard the voice of the Lord, but you have not sat in the counsel of the Lord. And then when you sit in the counsel of the Lord, you have to make sure that you're not hearing your own thoughts or the enemy's thoughts. It can be either or, or it can be the voice of God. You have to make sure that that zone and that atmosphere is cleared for the presence of God. And the Holy Spirit will just give you direction and insight on how to do that when you go into prayer. You want to make sure that you're channeling not other spirits and familiar spirits and voices. And we're going to get into that because we're going to talk about how um, people, based on their own desires, receive a word and it's not an accurate word, and it's, but it's based out of their own desires and their own ideologies or their own um, imagination. So the ministry of the prophetic is not intended to subtract or add from or to the Bible, right? We don't add nothing to it and we don't take nothing from it. Prophecy should align with scripture always. It should bring confirmation and witness. The purpose of the prophetic is God wants to reveal secrets. The Bible says God is a revealer of secrets. Amos 3 and 7, surely the Lord, sovereign Lord does nothing without revealing his secrets to his servants, to prophets. We know that scripture. But it's also for exhortation, edification, and confirmation as well. So when you're receiving a word from a prophet or a prophetic uh, teacher, right? Because a pastor can have a prophetic anointing and so can a teacher have a prophetic anointing. In fact, they should have a pre prophetic anointing when they're teaching and not just pastoring. But all are not prophets and all are not um, called to the office of a prophet. So prophets participate in God's plan and performance and it's for the perfecting of the saints and the maturing of the church. Exhortation, edification, and confirmation, as I just said. But how are we to view personal prophecy according to the word of God? When someone gives you a prophetic word, what are we to do when we receive that prophetic word? And I remember, you know, when I first started receiving prophetic words from the very beginning, I didn't really understand, didn't really know, have an idea as I, how I'm to steward it. You know, but thank God I had a teacher, a pastor at that time that would, you know, teach how to steward the prophetic word. But then I took it a step further and then I started to really pray about it. And I started to like get books on, on you know, the prophetic and trying to understand my calling, you know, because when God gives you a word, it was, it's precious. It's a precious thing to receive a word from the Lord. And I just take, took it very seriously. And I even went and I got a, a stack of journals where I used to journal every single day, right? Write all my dreams down and uh, talk to God and then allow the Holy Spirit to minister to me from day one once I got saved. I went and got me a journal. I just always, you know, just wanted to hear the voice of the, of the Lord and just knew God speaks. And a lot of sometimes, you know, as people will say, well, we don't know the voice of God or we can't hear the voice of God. And how do we know if God's speaking to us? Because it never contradicts his word. You know, you have to think about what are you doing at the time when you're listening to the word? Where are you at? Are you in that secret place? Are you in, you know, what, what position are you in when you're hearing something? Are you hearing something when you are not doing godly things? You know, you just have to 
to know that by faith, it's all by faith, guys, that God does speak. And the great part about this is in the New Covenant, New Testament, we can all hear the voice of God. Nobody is so up there where they can only hear the voice of God. In fact, if you ever run into somebody that say they only hear from God, it's only the pastors and not the people, you need to run. Because God has paid the price on the cross for us all to hear him clearly and directly from the throne. This is why a lot of times when a prophetic word comes forth, the prophetic word comes forth as it bears witness with your spirit or it's confirmation. And then sometimes God would also speak a word that you have never heard before. I know a lot of times people say it should be confirmation, but sometimes God, a prophetic word can put you on the right path to your purpose and your destiny when spoken through a prophet. And it may be something you have never heard before. But again, you know, when we listen to prophetic words, we want to make sure that we are um, praying over our words. We are warring over those words. And we are asking God, Lord, what do you mean? And what he'll begin to do is he'll begin to unpack that word. Because if it's truly a word from him, he's going to begin to uh, uh, establish his word amongst two or three witnesses. His word being the first witness, right? But sometimes, sometimes the prophetic words that we hear are not exactly in the Bible as we hear them. So what are we looking at to align ourselves to make sure that these words are in alignment with scripture? Well, we, we're simply aligning it with the principles of the word of God. So we know that if the word comes forth, but it comes forth in a way that is not aligned with scripture, we know not to receive or to receive that word into our spirit, right? Or if the word comes forth and we're not sure if it's God, we just put it on a shelf and we ask God about it and he'll begin to unpack that. If you hear nothing, then chances are you should do nothing because you don't want to receive a word into your spirit that is not of God or that you're not unsure of. We have to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. And even though we want to receive a prophetic word and we love to hear the voice of God, I myself, I love getting, getting prophetic words, right? I love uh, being in the company of prophets, right? That's my thing. I love that. Because I love God and I like how God used people in different ways. And we have to understand that and know that no two prophets are alike. First of all, no two people are alike, right? So then how can two prophets be alike? And then if the two of us are the same, then one of us is not necessary. We all have unique giftings and callings, right? We all have a unique way that God has given us to minister and to um a unique personality, unique giftings, unique talents. We are originals, each and every individual. So you'll never see two prophets exactly the same, right? We all have our own ministry and our own style, right? So, and that's, and that's for a purpose. God does that for a reason because some people are more receptive to others. Some people are more receptive to different types of personalities. Some people are more receptive to people uh, based on their mannerisms or just their whole aura, right? So we know that um, we are to steward the prophecy with prayer and we are to steward it, steward it with the word of God to make sure it lines up. We handle all prophecy and take it to God in prayer. Uh, if it's confirmation, then you war in the spirit through prayer, making sure that the angels of the Lord that hearken to the word of the Lord 
you make you you want to pray and ask God to commission the angels to bring that word to pass and you want to bind any hindrances or any disruptions or counterfeits that would try to come and steal the word because the Bible says that the enemy comes to steal the word as soon as it is sown so you want to Pray against that, right? You want the promises and the purposes of God to be made manifest. And that's one of the ways that you partner with God when he speaks a word over your life. So when a prophetic word is received and it's some, something entirely new to you, I, I already just spoke about that. Again, you pray about it and ask God for confirmation. If no confirmation is given, you wait on the Lord before taking it or just sit it on the shelf. If you hear nothing, you do nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Okay? God says all of these things for a reason. He puts these scriptures in place for a reason. It's to protect us. Where do the revelatory gifts come from? The revelational gifts, what are they? Well, first of all, they come from the Holy Spirit. And the revelational gifts would be the word of wisdom, discerning of spirits, and the word of knowledge. All come from the Holy Spirit according to 1 Corinthians 12 and 7. So, a word of wisdom is simple, simply giving somebody an instruction or a direction and insight into a way that they ordinarily wouldn't have that insight or wisdom into a situation. So the discerning of spirits is being able to discern what spirit is in operation at the moment that you are, you know, confronting that spirit. So the Holy Spirit will give you a word of knowledge and say, hey, that's a spirit of divination. That's a spirit of witchcraft. That's a spirit of uh, infirmity. That's a spirit of a pharmacite. Uh, that's a spirit of Jezebel or whatever the spirit is in operation. So discerning the spirits, it's not enough to just have a discernment, but being able to discern what spirit is in operation. I'm going to go a little step further with this. The spirit of discernment also, the Holy Spirit will also, also tell you the motive, the motive behind. And I know that's, that's, I noticed that's a, a thing that God has really sharpened me with. It's not so much to know what spirit is in operation, but why it's there. What's the purpose of it being there? God would often give me insight into a person's motive. I, even on my jobs, if somebody comes to me and asks me a question, Soon as soon as I'm done talking to them, the Holy Spirit will quicken me and say, oh, they came up here and asked you this because of this. And I will be able to piece and trail it all the way back to why they even came up to begin with, to ask me the question, to trace it back to who they even talked to. It's always been like that even before I knew I had the gift. Even before I knew I had the gift, even before I got saved. I used to uh, prophesy or give a, well, I, what I didn't know at the time was a prophetic word and say, this person is going to do this. This person is going to try this. This person is doing this because, because of this. And the confirmation will come with a phone call. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Your dream came to pass. Or, oh, my God, exactly what you said is exactly what happened. Or sometimes the person will come back and confirm to me directly why they asked me the question. When the Holy Spirit had already quickened me. So it's not enough to just have the discernment to know what spirit is in operation, but God will often give you the motive. Why? Because of the type of call I have on my life. So the, the gifts are given based on what your purpose is and what God deems necessary for you to have. The Holy Spirit he equips us, right? Based on our purpose, based, based on his plan for our lives. That's how it works. So 
We have different types of prophecy. We have conditional prophecy and we have unconditional prophecy. Conditional prophecy would be what you would hear something like this. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, turn from their wicked ways, right? The operative word in that prophecy that God gave was if, if my people. That means this is conditional based on if you do this, if you repent, it's conditional. And then you have unconditional prophecy, which you will see in the Bible, prophetically in the book of Revelations. There are things that are just going to come to pass regardless. Regardless. And there are some things that God will do that you didn't even ask for. So sometimes it's conditional and sometimes it's unconditional. It just depends. If there's an if and you need to repent, then you know that's a conditional prophecy. Right? So then... Not all prophets are the same. And I mentioned that no two prophets are the same. I already touched on that. So the spirit, the Bible says the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. According to 1 Corinthians 14 and 32, Paul says we are to prophesy in proportionate to our faith. This is where the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. Meaning the prophet has control over the word. If God is speaking through you, you have the ability to cut it off. If you get distracted, you, you, you stop getting the word or you have, it's subject to the prophet. So the people that act like they just been overtaken and overpowered, you have control over that. And I had to learn that a long time ago, right? Grew up in a Baptist church, what we call shouting, the Holy Ghost, you know, shouting. When really it's praising God, right? But then you know, we shouting all over the church, right? And then you thinking, oh, we don't have no control over this. Oh, you have control over it. We have control over it. So the spirit of the prophet, I'm laughing because I think back of what we used to do. And it's, I know Jesus is just, just shaking his head. The spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet, right? So we prophesy in proportionate to our faith. This is why some people are able to prophesy on a higher measure and a high, greater scale than others because you prophesy in proportionate to the amount of faith that you have to prophesy, if that makes sense. Romans 12 and 6, all prophets are gifted people but are not gifted in the same way, nor do they have the same measure of faith for ministering spiritual things. So some prophets can, uh, have a great deal of faith and can prophesy you know, to nations and prophesy, you know, and those things come to pass and, you know, they're, they're operating in a greater authority. You know, some people are generals in the spirit. You got some people that are lieutenants in the spirit. Some people are just majors in the, in the spirit and some people are just sergeants in the spirit. And if you look at the ranking, this is the same way, it op this is the exact same way it operates in the kingdom of God. You have archangels, you have seraphims, you have cherubims, you have different rankings of angels. There's order in the kingdom of God and there's rankings when it comes. And that's why sometimes you'll get a word and God say he's promoting you. He's, 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 he's taking you to another level in the spirit realm. Because there's different levels to this. There's different levels to it. But by all means, start somewhere. 
You can't just sit back on the sideline if you know you have a prophetic call on your life or if you know that God is calling you to speak a word. You got to use your talents because God calls the people that he give talents to wicked servants when you don't use it and you bury it out of fear of man because it, that's all it is. It's our own defense mechanism, right? It's our own defense because we don't, we're so worried about what people think and we're so worried about what people say. But God rather for you to step out and do something than to do nothing, to use you to be a blessing to others. I got a strong word of rebuke, guys. I got a strong word of rebuke, um, and I've never been the same since then. As a matter of fact, I feel led to even read this to you guys. I'm going to read this prophecy. I received... A prophecy. Oh God, I stood up. I hope I didn't show nothing. I I received a prophecy back in 2000. And this is going to help somebody because I wasn't expecting on doing this. I, I done stood up. Lord, did I show anything? I don't know. But um, I cut it out if I did. Um, but I, I received the word back in 2004 from um, a prophet, right? I was visiting, uh, at the time I was ordained a deacon at this other church, and we went to visit uh, a prophetic uh, church. Um, now, my pastor did operate in the prophetic, but sometimes God will bring you out from that authority that you're under to give you a word to let you know what your purpose is. Because I truly believe that my pastor, he at that time, he prophesied God has called you to be a watchman on the wall. But when you knew in the faith, because I was saved in 2000, when you knew in the faith and you getting words like, in, like I think it was like a year or two later, I started getting, getting a lot of words about the um, different things. I really still didn't understand what a watchman on the wall was. I'm being honest. I'm just being transparent. So I kept saying, am I called to be a prophet? Am I, you know, and I, and I was on this journey and I know that God would always take me to the Ezekiel, son of man, I have uh, called you to be a watchman on the wall or uh, Jeremiah. You know, I would always go to them scriptures. And so when I went to this other church, he prophesied over me. But the but what he prophesied was the very thing. Uh, he was prophesying about the people, my, my, my leadership while they were sitting there. And I knew what he was talking about. So he said, this is what he said. He anointed the top of my head. He called. I had a curly ponytail in my head at the time. He said, "He said, Curly Q, you come on up to the front." Oh, he he and he was wrong. He was wrong, guys. He 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 was wrong. He said, "Curly Q, come on up to the front." And he said, "Hold your hands up." He said, "Give me the oil." And if you notice, they always took their horn of oil. You know, the more seasoned prophets in the Bible, they would take their horn of oils, right? And they would take their oils. And they would anoint the head before they actually... And all of this started coming to me later. I didn't even pay attention to any of this, right? But my pastor, he would anoint our heads and pray over us as well. So I didn't really think nothing of it. But he took, the horn of, he took his horn of oil and he poured it on top of my head. He said, the Bible talks in Isaiah 30, 21, that how that, that, how, that a word will come from behind thee. Amen. I see God sensitizing your ears to hear from behind you. As a matter of fact, God has been wanting to deal with you, amen, for a long time. And I'm going to tell you, there's a prophetic anointing that's on you. 
Yeah, you're very good with people. I just mentioned that to you guys. Amen. No matter, somebody can be the Scrooge, but you got a way that God will give you to get in and discern the spirit of a person. I, see, I didn't even plan this. Amen. And then minister to them and then get things done that other folk are unable to get done. That's always been a gift. That's always been upon you. And you knew it. And sometimes you don't want to be bothered with it. And he's right. Because I see something about you as cool as you are. Praise God. It's a, it's a booger in you. He said, it's some nigga in you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was wrong. And you got to get that nigga up out you. Now, I'm just, going to, I'm just giving you the prophecy. Praise God, I'm free anyway, because when he said it, everybody looked at him. He said, praise God, I'm free anyway. Stand fast, therefore, deliver where Christ has set me free. He said, of bondage, of the yoke of bondage. He said, but God has been wanting to deal with you even the more. He said, and I can see God bidding you. And when I say bidding you, amen, there are times when you pray, and I'm not trying to bust you out in front of your pastor and your first lady. He said, but I mean... There are times when you get busy because I see you having a very busy life because you are here and you are there. You are on the move. You don't always get that time in like you really want to come in. And I'm going to tell you guys, you know what he was talking about? Real busy? Church. Four, four days a week at church. Running, 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 running. On every committee. Intercession. Everything. Remember I just talked about Mary and Martha? One was sitting at his feet and one was... You got to be very careful that you don't take church and let that become a God. So I knew what he was talking about. When he said busy, that's the only thing that I was doing. But I really wanted to spend time with God. And I kept feeling like, oh, I never get a chance to spend time with God. I always got to be, I always got to do something. I'm on the praise team. I'm on the intercession team. I'm on, I'm on every team, the, the morning team for prayer. I'm on, I'm on, um, uh, ministry of helps. I'm on the leadership team because I'm a deacon. You know, I was on everything. So he said, you're very busy, your life, because you're here and there and you're, you're on the move. You don't always get that time in like you really want to come in and really to spend time with God. He said, I'm not saying you don't pray. Um, he said, but God has been bidding you. And what I see here in the Holy Ghost, amen, is that the time that you come to God, you've been having some awesome bouts with God. You know what I'm saying. When I say about with God, it's like when Jacob went and he talked to God and the angel came and they began to wrestle. He said it was that bout that he had with God that changed his life. Well, the Lord said, come closer to me because I want to cause this mantle. I want to cause this anointing to rest upon you. And the Lord said, you won't be just one to prophesy. See how God is giving me my, what he's telling me about myself. Cause I didn't, I didn't understand, and my my the the leadership would not tell me. They knew, they I felt like they knew, but they wouldn't tell me. He said, "You won't be one to just prophesy." The Lord said, "I'm putting a word in you." Okay, we talked about the five, the office of a prophet, right? He said, "Amen." The Lord said, "You won't be one, unlike it to this one or like that one." God said, "I'm creating you." Now, this was before I went through my stripping, guys. Your whole ministry, your whole style will be totally different. As a matter of fact, and you know what I, you know why? Because I told God if I had to be anything else other than myself, I don't want, I don't want nothing to do with ministry. If I had to, if I have to pretend to be somebody else like other people, I don't want it. So, Amen. God has been pulling on you to the point that you, He done told you some things that you really, can, you really haven't told people what the Lord has dealt with you on. This is when He goes to the leadership that was sitting in the in the audience. He said. 
Now, mind you, this was our first time visiting his church, this church. My pastor wasn't friends with him. And so, so there was no connection. You know, it was a raw word to the point, amen, that he done told you some things that you really haven't told people that the Lord has been dealing with you on. Oh, you got a little complex about what other folks think about you. He said, yeah, I can see it, amen, because your whole defense mechanism, and it's a defense really what it is, amen, you say to yourself, well, I'm not going to let them know what God is doing to me and through me, amen, because I don't want no play I hate spirit to come on them, come from them. But you know you got to get past that point, amen, because the Lord has actually given you a word to give to the very ones, he's talking about the leadership, that you said you didn't want to I want, didn't want to know, amen. The Lord said, pull up the, pull, he said, pull up the cover, back up, back. He said, pull the cover back, let the veil come up so that you can see clearly, amen. The word apocalypse, he said, means to unveil, to uncover, or to get butt naked. He said, God said, I want to pull the veil back so you can see, amen, see what the prophets were able to see. Here it is again, God is speaking to me. When you look at Daniel, amen, the eighth chapter, the Bible says he who pulled up the telescope and now began to look 760 years in the future. The Lord said, I got this type of anointing that's on your life. That, that, that told me what, who I was right there. But guess what? I still didn't quite get it at that time. So God says, pull up the telescope and now begin to look 760 years in the future. He, the Lord said, I got this type of anointing that's on your life. God said, but you can't be bashful about it. God says, when I begin to deliver a word to you, yeah, you like to get along. Yeah, you do like to get along. He said, don't step on nobody's toes. He said, but God finna break up all your little. He said, I see. He said, God finna break up all your little. Then he said, you see, in order for you to come into what what he, what God has for you. He wants to break you. And I see there are times when God is wanting to break us or, or mold us. We can fight him and not really know we fight him. We can really, we can say really, God, that ain't my style. I don't want to do that. But see, God busted up Jeremiah. See, at the family reunion, uh, most preachers say it was just like fire shut up in his bones. It was like a family reunion and Jeremiah was asking God, he said, now God, this is my family. Every time I get around them, I always got a word of rebuke. Can you please not let me give a word of rebuke and just enjoy the family? Amen. And when he said he wasn't going to prophesy, the burning came in him to obey God. I had a burning in my chest at the altar at my church. When I would go to the altar to pray, there was a heaviness on my chest and I didn't know what it was. I just thought it was the presence of God. But really what God was, it was a burning because I'd never released the words that God had put in my spirit to give to the very people who, who I thought, oh, I don't want to, um, you know, you know, you, they always tell you, you don't want to be out of order. You don't want to be out of order. You know, so I was like thinking that, you know, I, I couldn't give a word to the leadership, but God has always called me to leadership. And I started finding this out that God would always put me in positions, even in corporate America around higher VPs and CEOs to give a word. He would always place me in those positions like a Nathan or, or a Samuel to the Kings. So. He said, it was just like fire shut up in my bones. And he said, now this is my family. Every time I get around him, I'll have a word of rebuke. And I do. I always have a word of the Lord for my family. And I'm like, crap, I know how they're going to feel about this, but I got to speak what thus said the Lord. 
So he said, now God, this, he said, now you see, you keep saying, now this is my family. Every time I get around them, I always got a word of rebuke. Can you please not let me give them a word of rebuke and just enjoy the family? Amen. When he said he wasn't going to prophesy, the burning came in him to obey God. That was me. That's See, that's what God has been doing with you. There are times you feel a burning sensation or heaviness in your chest and you wonder within yourself, why is this heaviness like this? It's because you didn't obey God to say what he wanted you to say at the time you had the opportunity to say it. This is going to help somebody. Now, I need you to repent. This is exactly what he says. He spoke in tongues and he said, because I want you to know the preciousness of a word to be spoken. The Bible declares in 1 Corinthians 14 that when we pray in, into unknown tongues, it's unto God, unto his or her edification. But when God gives one to prophesy, it's edification to the church. Do you understand what you've been doing? You have held up somebody's blessing because you are tripping off of the defense or tripping off of, I want to be accepted. He said, bump if they don't accept you. He started going into really strong talking. He said, bump if they don't accept you. Or you got to make your mind. He said, you got to make your mind up that you need to be utilized and used by God. He spoke in tongues. He said, I feel you. He said, the Lord said, he said, the Lord says, yield yourself unto me, daughter. Watch me use you. He said, I want to tell you that little meek and humble exterior you show is a real lion on the inside of you. It's a real something, something in the spirit on the inside of you. The Lord said, come closer to me. And when you come close to me, God said, I'm going to reveal things to you. I'm going to give things to you. God says, for you are my mouthpiece. You are my voice. God says, open your mouth and speak to my people that they may be delivered, said the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He said, yeah, I see a little Jonah in you. All right. You know what happened to Jonah? He said, nigga got thrown off, didn't he? He said, all right. Don't let them, don't let them get you thrown off tripping. He said, I see it. His, he said, I see it on your heart. I said all of that to say that was 2004, right? My life ain't never been the same after I got that word. So I'm saying all of this to say to you guys, not to just give you a prophetic word because I have a stack of prophetic words that my mom actually told me to put in the binder that has been spoken over my life. But what I'm trying to explain to you guys is about the prophetic is when God gives us a word to speak, we have to speak the word, whether the people listen or not. And how you know you've been called to as a prophet, these type of things happen. God will send different, put you in different areas and different places, different ministries, and it will begin to be confirmed and reaffirmed over your life. And then he will also take you to the scriptures and start showing you scriptures where he's calling you, how his um, purpose and plan for you is laid out. And then he'll send confirmation after confirmation. And then one thing I can honestly say is because my pastor had a prophetic anointing, he was not a prophet. It takes another prophet to actually, to actually God uses other prophets to um, speak the calling of, 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 of the prophetic in your life. You know, speak those things and to, uh, to bring you into your calling. So if you're called to be a prophet, more than likely God has sent another prophet to tell you that. Like, like looking at people, I can tell exactly the prophetic anointing versus the, the call of a prophet on their life. And a lot of times we don't realize it is God will put you in prophetic settings because that's the type of call you have on your life. So there, there are not all prophets are the same, right? You know, some prophets will come, you know, you know, they have 
different callings. Uh, some prophets are uh, called as watchmen on the wall. Some are assigned to families. Some are assigned to corporations or businesses. Some are assigned to nations and some are the body of Christ. It's wherever your purpose and destiny lies, right? So God will call some prophet to the nations. He'll call some prophets to their families. He'll call some prophets to the body of Christ. He'll call some prophets to YouTube to be a watchman on the wall. The spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet according to 1 Corinthians 40. And we just talked about that. But let me ask, let's ask a question. Is it possible for a prophet to prophesy a person's desire if the desire is in conflict with God's will for that person's life? I'm going to say that again. Is it possible for a prophet to prophesy a person's desire if the desire is in conflict with God's will for the person's life? Yes, it is. We see this in scripture. Um, God will send delusions for the people that have idols in their hearts, for the people that is hell-bent on being under a, a ministry or a minister that God has told you to move away from, for people that just have all these idols in their heart. God will send the delusion. We find multiple uh, examples in scripture. For example, the children of Israel cried out for a king. God instructed Samuel to anoint one for them, though it was not his will. According to 1 Samuel chapter 8, King Saul was that king. Also, the Lord only wanted to feed the children with manna in the wilderness, but they continuously complained and lusted for meat. So he gave them meat until it came out of their nostrils and they loathed it. According to Numbers 11, 4 and 34, God can send a delusion. We see this both in the Old and the New Testament. Let's look at um, Ezekiel. No, I'm sorry. Let's look at 2 Thessalonians 2, 10 and 11. It says, and all the ways that wicked... And all the ways that wickedness deceived those who are perishing. They perish because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. 11. For this reason, God sends them a powerful delusion so that they will believe the lie. You better hear me and hear me well. Uh, you can get a prophecy because of the, the idols in your heart. You see this again in the book of Ezekiel chapter 14 verses 4 through 9. It says, therefore speak to them and tell them. This is what the sovereign Lord says. When any of the Israelites set up idols in their hearts and put a wicked stumbling block before their faces and then go to, the, to a prophet, I, the Lord, answer them myself in keeping with their great idolatry. I will do this to recapture the hearts of the people of Israel who have all deserted me for their idols. Therefore, say to the people of Israel, this is what the sovereign Lord says, repent. Turn from idols and renounce all of the detestable practices. When any of the Israelites or any foreigner residing in Israel separate themselves from me and set up idols in their hearts and put a wicked stumbling block before their faces and then go to a prophet to inquire of me, I, the Lord, will answer them myself. I will set my face against them and make them an example and a byword. I will remove them from my people. Then you will know that I am the Lord. And if the prophet is enticed to utter a prophecy, I, the Lord, have enticed that prophet and I will stretch out my hand against him and destroy him from among the people of Israel. Guys, God will test your heart. 
we have to know in the prophetic, there comes testing. I spoke about this on another video called The Imposter. You have to go listen to it. Look at the video. God will test the hearts of the prophets that are speaking the word, and he will test the hearts of the people that are receiving the words. And you've seen in that scripture that God will send a delusion. He will send, if you have idols in your heart, you will receive a prophecy that is right in line with the idol in your heart. God said, I will send them a lie and a strong delusion because they insist on idolizing whatever it is that they're seeking. So you can have a strong desire to be married. You can have a strong desire to, to have money. You can have a strong desire for, and it can become an idol in your heart. And you think that the word that is coming forth is actually God speaking, which it is, but he sends strong delusions. He'll turn you, he'll turn you over to your idol and to your lie because he wants you to seek ye first him. He wants to be your everything, not the thing that you're chasing after, not the gifts, the giver of the gifts. And I say this time and time again, prophetic testing comes. Sometimes God will test our hearts to see if we will twist it to fit our own selfish desires. The, the word itself may be true, but if our hearts is wrong, we may take the word and abuse it for our own purposes. Human beings are free moral agents. And while God does give divine direction and confirmation through prophetic ministry, individuals are still responsible to make their own decisions without the spirit of control or manipulation influencing them. Christians should not look to prophetic ministers to tell them every detail of their life and ministry. Otherwise, they will become dependent on the other human beings and prophecies rather than dependent on God and having personal encounter and direction from the Lord himself. And I'm going to stop right here and I'm going to continue this in a part two, guys. I will see you guys in the next video because God has something to say. It's more to it. It's way more to it. But for right now, thank you all for listening. Please subscribe. Please comment and please share this video with someone that you know this will help. And please subscribe if you haven't subscribed already. I love you all and I will see you in part two of Prophets and Personal Prophecy. Bye, loves.